I'm gonna go there with the hard feelings today. Take the typical filter that you have on your mind. Somebody knows everything I'm saying, somebody is watching you, and I want you to think the dangerous thoughts. I want you to confront yourself and ask yourself, how am I really doing? So catch me if I fall. No Haters Club podcast. I am so happy you're here. Happy Tuesday. It's also the last day of October by the time this is coming out, which definitely seems literally so weird to me because I feel like October, where I live at least, has been so warm. It feels like summer and I think it's just gone by super fast. Like the fact that it's November is crazy to me, but I love all the holidays, so I am definitely super excited. Um, but if you're new here, again, I am happy that you're here. Um, the No Haters Club podcast is really all about learning how to be originally yourself in the midst of the voices of all of your haters. And I think the topic that we're talking about today is definitely more of a serious topic. It's a topic that I feel like can be the result of a lot of haters, a lot of people um, whenever they're talking down to you and they're talking about you. And today, I really just want to talk about if you ever struggle or have struggled in the past with really hard feelings, with depression, with anxiety, with loneliness, with grief. I feel like sometimes we pretend like we don't really need to learn how to deal with those emotions. Kind of like nobody ever really teaches us, okay, this is how you're going to deal with all of the positive emotions that you feel. You just deal with them, you experience them, you enjoy them. And the hard thing is, is that whenever we go through times of grief, when we go through times of pain over and over and constantly, y'all, it is really easy for us to just not deal with it. Or if we were never taught, if you didn't grow up in a household that taught you, okay, you're feeling a negative emotion, this is how you process it, then you're just kind of left alone. And it's like, how do I even process that? How do I even begin to deal with this? I am in pain. And so I want to talk a little bit from a Christian standpoint of, a few things, which is, is grief okay? Is it okay to be sad about something? Is it okay to feel depressed about something, to feel lonely or anxious? I am going to, I'm going to go there with the hard feelings today. And this space is not a place where you have to be nervous, like to really think. I really want you to take the typical filter that you have on your mind, this typical feeling of like, Somebody knows everything I'm saying. Somebody is watching me. Somebody hears every thought. And I want you to think the dangerous thoughts. Like, not the actual dangerous thoughts. But I want I want you to think the, um, what's the word for it? I want you to think the thoughts that are, like, out there. That are, like, deep to the core of your being. I want you to confront yourself. And I want you to really just have a one-on-one session with yourself in this episode. And ask yourself, how am I really doing? Like, how am I really doing Let's go there today because the truth of the matter is whatever you're feeling or maybe this is a time that's really good in your life and if that's the case, that is awesome. But I think these are skills that it's really good to learn whenever you do go through a hard time in your life. Um, I'm not saying that everyone is struggling super hard with mental health. Some of you guys are out there struggling with that. But there are times of grief 
that are really hard to get through. And there are times of just sadness and pain that we walk through as Christians. And it's it's a byproduct, I believe, of being a Christian because you're not going to be like the world. And so there are going to be growing pains that you face. There are going to be differences where you're like, I just feel alone. I just feel like that I don't have anybody around me that you're going to face and you're going to have these hard emotions. And the issue is, is that like, I wish we talked about more in the church. How do we handle these hard feelings? Is it okay to be upset at God? Is it okay to be mad at God? All of these things play a role and they're very much our feelings. And so today I just want to talk about what do you do with those hard feelings? What do you do when you're going through a hard time of suffering, a hard time of grief, or maybe it's persecution or whatever it is, and you're kind of struggling, like you're even kind of struggling with seeing God and running to him because you're like, yeah, but he's allowing me to go through this. Or maybe you think that he's just being silent right now. That's what I want to talk about today. First, can I just say, it is a very real thing. It's so real. You will have, I would, I would just say this. Yeah, I'm just going to say this. You're going to have times in your Christian walk. If you're a growing believer, you're going to have times where you're going to have, you're going to be in desperation. You're going to be sad and you are going to, to, to really have trouble with seeing your circumstances in a joyful light. You're going to look and the world is going to mistreat you because you love Jesus. If your light is shining, the world is not going to like that. They're going to be different than you. And I believe that there are hard times, there are challenges as Christians, especially that we face. And sometimes what we tend to do and our culture likes to stuff emotions. So let me just give you some background. I grew up in a house with two counselors as parents. So my dad is He's a pastor, but he does a lot of counseling. He counsels people through a bunch of different things. My mom is also a biblical counselor, so she's not a quote-unquote therapist, but she does very similar things that a therapist would do. She's just called a biblical counselor. So she actually um, has different people, different clients that will come to her, and she helps them work through their problems in a biblical way, provides spiritual counseling. It's actually a really, really cool thing. Um, And because of that, growing up in that household, I had parents who taught me how to experience my emotions in a healthy way, good emotions and bad emotions. But I realized as I've gotten older that not everyone had that. And I would love, of course, sometimes to get my mom on here, talk to her about mental health, talk to her about these things. But today, I think that it's really cool if we just go through the basics. So in my, the the way, I don't know if you've heard this, if you've gone through therapy, you might have heard this or not. There are three different kind of emotional states, emotional levels. So you have an emotional baby, you have an emotional teenager, you have an emotional adult. An emotional baby, whenever they go through something hard, they're just going to throw a temper tantrum and they're, they don't get what they want. They're, so they're just going to like just act out, throw a temper tantrum. And then you have the emotional teenager, I believe, if I'm getting this right. Um, fact check me if, if you want. Um, but the emotional teenager, the way I think of it, is they're going to kind of be like, they're, they're going to see a problem and they're going to act like it doesn't exist and try to stuff it. And they're not really going to deal with the issue. They're just going to try to stuff it. And then what's going to happen is it's going to come out in other areas of their life. So they never fully deal with the issue it's in there, and so it could be something so small, but it's going to come out 
because they never dealt with that issue. Like they just stuffed it, right? So you have an emotional baby who just immediately something happens and they immediately just lash out. They get mad. They get angry. They just go crazy. The teenager is kind of like, well, we know that nothing really good happens when we just lash out, get angry, and go crazy. So we're just going to stuff it down and kind of do the opposite. Then you have the emotional adult. And the emotional adult more so knows how to handle their emotions in a way of like, okay, so I'm going to process it. I am also, though, going to have some time. Like, I, I'm going I'm to manage my pain in healthy ways. So they can kind of tell, okay, I need to talk it out. And there are times whenever I need to just kind of like process it and mm, and talk it out to somebody. And then there are going to be times when I, I just need to take a second and like be alone with myself, be alone with my thoughts. I don't, and it, this is different too, depending on your personality, depending on your style, depending on your personality type. But you have the emotional adult who is able to process their feelings in a way that is healthy and they're able to get past this. Here's the issue I see. A lot of times today, especially in the society we live in, nobody really tells us how to process our emotions. And so I see a lot of adults that are still stuck in their emotional teenager stage. They stuff their emotions because they think if they, uh, I literally hold, heard an adult say this once and I, I remember I was just shocked. And he was like, I just kind of pretend a problem isn't there. Because if I pretend it's not there for long enough, then maybe it'll disappear. That's not really a healthy way because I think you can kind of tell when somebody is stuffing their emotions and it's not great because then they start lashing out at other people. Um, so I think that whenever it comes to acting like an emotional adult, processing your emotions, there are a few factors at play here that I want to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about is whenever something happens and you're struggling with pain, you need to identify that pain. I think it's really hard with the pressures on you, especially if you're a teenager or you're a young adult, which is mainly what this podcast is geared towards any age, sub in your age, whatever. But specifically teenagers and young adults, I think there's this pressure on them that, oh, well, you're young, so you should be happy. You're young. Life is easy for you. And sometimes being young, that's the hardest place because People are coming at you. People are saying things about you. You have a lot of haters, a lot of hate comments, and you're going through it. And so sometimes there are added pressures that make you feel like you always have to be happy. Or maybe you're in a good family, because I also have friends like this, and it's like, I'm in a good family, but I'm kind of feeling depressed right now. I'm, Or I'm always the happy golden retriever person, but I'm feeling kind of sad right now. I'll let you in on, on my life for a little bit. I am such like a golden retriever positive person. The word depressed like makes me cringe. Like I, I would never, I would say sometimes I'd be like, well, I'm just sad, but I would hate, 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 hate being like, well, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with depression because for me, it was like, I had this pressure and this ideal of myself that like, oh, I'm this, I'm this like golden retriever personality, so I'm, I don't struggle with that, I can't struggle with that, but I will be honest with you guys, it is so easy, like, you'll probably see my life on the internet, on Instagram, on TikTok, you're like, oh, she has a perfect life, oh, she, like, is always happy, and I have some amazing things in my life that I so enjoy, that I so love, and yet, I have walked through seasons where I've just been constantly sad, and I would call that depression. Now, let's actually take a look at depression. Because I would say there are definitely differing degrees of it. And the, 
the depression that I would say I was facing was just a lot of sad, sadness and just a lot of loneliness. And I think the Lord was faithful in helping me through those seasons. And yet, it was really hard for me to come to a place to even admit, like, I'm really sad. Like, I'm sad a lot. So for me, what happened is I would kind of cope and process this with doing more things. Like, I've always been kind of an accomplishment person, like a workaholic type of personality. So there have been times I've dealt with my emotions like an emotional teenager would. I would say, I know I'm struggling with this, but if I just completely pour myself, completely devote myself into this hobby, into this thing, and keep my mind continually busy, then I don't have to deal with that emotion. But what you will find, and that that's the first myth about emotions, is that, oh, if I just go ahead and I just keep working and distract myself, I don't have to deal with it. Totally false. Totally wrong. Because I will tell you, whenever you are not okay emotionally, when you're in pain, you need time to process that pain. Like you actually need time to process your pain. And so when you just keep doing things, I remember there was once where I was just really struggling with like pain and I didn't even realize I was struggling with it until like months later. I said, I'm burnt out. But in reality, it was like, yes, you're burnt out because you have a lack of motivation. You don't really have a goal in mind. You feel just empty on the inside because in reality, I was going through a lot of hard things. And instead of looking at myself and going, wow, like you're going through a lot of hard things and those are a lot of hard things, I would just tell myself, yeah, well, it's not that bad. I mean, you're fine. You just got to keep going. You just pat, pat yourself on the back and move on. So I think that there are some of you who might be living with the results of pain, the results of being sad. And I am in no way trying to put on you like, oh, you're just like depressed right now. That is not what I'm saying. I think it is important for us to constantly be checking in with our emotions because the Bible in, I believe it's Proverbs says, guard your heart for from it flows the spring of life. I believe that's in chapter three. Um, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in chapter three. From it flows the spring of life. Whenever you are constantly not okay, when you're going through pain, I found that left pain alone, whenever you just try to stuff and stuff and stuff, and a lot of you guys already know this, when you continually try to stuff your feelings, this is going to come out with your relationships with other people. It's going to come out with God. So let's say hypothetically you have someone and they betray you. You have a breakup that goes on, right? And you're really struggling. You're, have, you're hurt by that situation. Whenever you're hurt by that situation and you continually just like cannot process or handle the fact that like, oh, that just happened. Then that's going to pour out into your other friendships, like into your other relationships because you're just going to be continually thinking about that. Like, because whenever you're in pain too, I've also found this, it can be so easy to allow that pain to harden your heart and to almost hold a grudge against God. And so this is why I really want us to go to scripture today. And I want us to just um, talk about what, what God kind of thinks about sadness, about, um, about, who he actually is to us when we are sad. Because I think so often we characterize God as this villain because he allowed something bad to happen to us. When in reality, he's the person who's like, I'm your lifeline and I want to help you. So I think the first thing we need to do is we need to characterize God in the right way. You need to ask yourself, um, if, you're, if, if you kind of struggle sometimes to feel, why do bad things happen to good people? 
then I think that we need to start with this, is that why do bad things happen to good people? If God is real and if God really loves us, then why does he allow bad things to happen to good people? Then why did he allow all of this to happen? Well, when he created a perfect world, you have to realize he didn't create all of these things that are hurting you. He didn't create anxiety. He didn't create um, loneliness. He didn't create all of these things. But these are things that are side effects of sin. And so he, being a loving God, still wants a relationship with us in the midst of this corrupt and contaminated world. He, he offers us a lifeline because he wants to help us. He knows that the life we're living, the life that we chose was not his path, and yet he still wants to help us. Do you know how crazy that is? Like, we totally betrayed God, and he's like, I know that you're dealing with the consequences of your own choices, and yet I still want to help you. And so, I like, a lot of this painful stuff, it's a consequence of sin. It's, it's a consequence of sin. It's not God just being like, oh, okay, well... I just want to make you suffer. I just want to make you hurt. I believe that God sometimes uses the pain, but we kind of get it twisted and we think that God put the pain. I think sometimes he just uses the pain. What the enemy uses for evil, God wants to use that for good. Okay, so the first thing I want us to talk about is John chapter 11. And this is a big deal whenever you're talking about sadness, when you're talking about grief. I want us to look here because, again, sometimes we forget who God actually is when we're in pain. There have been times I've been in pain. I've literally been crying out to God, and I'm like, God, I just don't feel like you're here. Why are you not here? Why are you not answering me? And it's very painful, or sometimes I feel like that God doesn't really care about my suffering, that God's just like way out there, or I think that he's just this mean God who wants me to suffer, and he's not any of those. So first of all, let me say, I don't believe God caused your problem, and I don't believe that God is distant from your problem. I believe he hears your cry, and he actually understands it. If there are times when you're like, God, I feel like you just disappointed me. First of all, can I just say, that's okay. I think it is fully okay to be upset at God, but that does not mean we can curse God. That does not mean that we can take it out on God, but there have been times that I encourage you just from a practical standpoint, get a journal and journal it out. There have been journal entries I've wrote and they're very messy and I hope nobody ever sees them, but what they are is they are journal entries of me saying, God, I just don't understand why you're doing this, but I'm going to choose to trust you anyway. Um, And there's journal entries that I, fully write out. I fully journal out all my thoughts, all my feelings. Sometimes I don't really leave those journal entries like resolved. I think it's good when you're going through pain to write a journal entry and don't slap a spiritual band-aid over yourself. Sometimes you just need to hurt and you need to feel the pain. So the first thing that I talked about is feel the pain, acknowledge the pain. Acknowledge the pain, acknowledge this is what I'm going through. If you're like, huh, I don't know why I'm always feeling down empty, lack of motivation, these are all signs that you're going through a hard time. And maybe it's grief, and maybe it's pain, and maybe it's just you're having a lot of spiritual attacks. If that is the case, then take some time, turn off the media, turn off other people's voices, and literally take some time in your own mind. Because I guarantee you, if you sit alone with yourself in your mind, you're going to start thinking on the thing that's hurting you. And I think that's why sometimes we run to media Because it can be easier to distract ourselves with the noise than to sit in the silence with our pain. Like, some of y'all need to rehear that. Like, 
Sometimes it's easier to turn on the media to distract ourselves with the noise than to sit in the silence of our own pain. But God wants and he understands you and he wants to meet you there. God is the healer and he can't heal what we don't acknowledge is broken. Like we have to acknowledge like this is broken. And then I challenge you, pray and ask God, would you help me heal this? So John chapter 11, Lazarus, Lazarus is Mary and Martha's brother and he just passes away. And it says in verse four, when Jesus heard this, he said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory. God's son will receive glory because of it. And so Jesus tells his disciples, like, it's not going to end in death. God's going to end up receiving glory. But then it says in verse six, so after he heard Lazarus was sick, he stayed there for two more days. Y'all, Bethany was about a two mile walk from where Lazarus was. He stayed where he was. He was about two miles away. A lot of theologians suggest I could run that. I could get there in 20 minutes if I ran. I could get there in 40 minutes if I walked. He stayed for two more days. That's going to add insult and injury to Martha. And I think that there are some of us who we put we put we, we get disappointed on God and his plan because he doesn't really come when we think he should. Like Mary and Martha were Jesus' friends. And yet they I'm sure I couldn't imagine what they were thinking, but I probably can because I felt similar ways. Like, Jesus, why did you show up late? You knew we needed you and you didn't show up. And so if you first of all I want to say, I love this story because it's people who are walking with God. These are not like awful people who were just like hating on God and they're mad at God. These are people who are living righteously and they feel disappointed by Jesus because like, why didn't you go there? And they're hurt. They're like, why in the world did you stay two more days when you could have come and they didn't understand? So the first thing I want to say is your, their pain is valid. What we're about to see, their pain is so valid. If you're hurt by Christ, it's okay. Your pain is valid. But always, 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 always remind yourself that pain is valid but it's not complete because I can't see the whole picture. I can't see the whole story. I can't see all of the puzzle pieces from where I'm standing. So it is okay for me to be hurt as a human. And what we see is God is even okay for them to be hurt. And yet we don't even know the whole p picture. So then it says later on in the verse, he's talking to the disciples a lot. And so and in verse 17, he finally gets there. It says, when Jesus arrived, he found out Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. Many Jews had come to Martha and Mary. They had come to comfort them because their brother was dead. So, so you have Jews, other people who are coming to comfort Mar Martha and Mary, but not even Jesus, like one of their closest friends, was coming to comfort them. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. So that's the first thing I want us to see is Martha went to Christ. She went to God. She went to Jesus with her pain. Instead of, I think sometimes we try to avoid God when, when we feel like God hurts us. And again, I don't think God ever tries to intentionally hurt us, but I think sometimes his actions, we sometimes struggle with understanding how they're right and good. And so I think sometimes we try to avoid him because we don't want to handle the issue. We're just going to stuff it off. And if we just continually avoid him, then it's going to be fine. But pretending like it's okay 
and just never dealing with it is not what we need to do because we need to really confront the issue. We need to go to God and say, God, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little upset with you right now. God, I'm not going to lie. I don't understand this. Would you give me the eyes to see this? Would you give me the eyes to understand this? And this is exactly what Martha does. She goes, Lord, I wish you had been here. Then my brother would not have died. But I know that even God, even now, God will give you everything you ask for. These words were words of faith from this woman. She's like, God, I wish you would have been here. Like she's still a little confused. And yet she still acknowledges, Jesus, you have power. And so I think it's really important to realize like, A, Martha is processing her pain when Jesus wasn't there. But then she went out and met him and she went out and she was like, okay, God, like, I'm just going to, like, I wish you were here. But yet I know that you still have power to work this miracle. I know that you still have power to do whatever you want to do. And so I'm still going to trust in God's character. I think it's really important to trust in God's character, even when we're confused, because God is constant we're not and we can't see the whole picture and so i think that there are times we only see part of the picture and we're like oh my goodness like god isn't being constant but it's not because he's not being constant like his character is always constant right it's because we don't understand we don't see the whole picture and then jesus says your brother will rise again and so they keep going back and forth and jesus is talking about how he's the resurrection and the life and then here comes mary And it says, after she said this, she went back home. She called to her sister, Mary, to one side to talk to her. The teacher is here, Martha said. He's asking for you. And when Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. She got up quickly. She's like, basically, she's like running to him. Jesus had not yet entered into the village. He was still at the place where Martha had met him. Like, do y'all get that? Like, he stayed two days late, and then he hasn't even entered the village. Martha goes all the way back to Mary and then brings Mary back by the time that he's literally still there. Mary reached the place where Jesus was. She saw him. She fell at his feet. She said, Lord, I wish you would have been here. Then my brother would not have died. It's still wrapped up in faith, you guys. It's still wrapped up in, I wish you would have been here, God. And I'm going to tell you, and it's hard for me. And yet, I know that you're still a God of your word. And I know you still have power. So often, we allow circumstances to dictate how much power God has. But just because God didn't move in the way you wanted him to, doesn't mean he doesn't have power, doesn't mean that he can't still redeem, doesn't mean that he doesn't have a different plan for that situation. Sometimes his plan is just different than what we want. So then later it says, Jesus saw her crying. And this is the verse that I really want us to pay attention to. Jesus saw her crying. He saw the Jews who had also come and were crying with her also. His spirit became very sad and he was troubled. And then Jesus wept. Do you know how crazy that is? Jesus knew what was going to happen anyway. Jesus knew that everything would work out in the end, and he still grieved. He still wept. He was still sad. Why? Because he was also, he had feelings, and that's okay. That's a part of life. Jesus models for us. I think that it's it's crazy because a lot of times we think like sadness isn't something we should feel as Christians because God is our sustenance and our strength. God was Jesus' sustenance and strength. God, Jesus knew that he would raise Lazarus from the dead, but yet he still needed to process his emotions. Why? Because it's important. Because God gave us these emotions. Sadness is an emotion that we also need to feel, and it's healthy to feel that emotion. He knew everything was going to work out in the end. So please, please, please let that debunk any myth you have about if I know that it's okay, I should just allow it to be okay right now. 
it's okay to still be sad. It's okay to still, to still have trouble grasping this idea of God, if you love me, why didn't you come through for me? Why am I disappointed? That is okay. And I remember one time I was going through a really hard time and I just, I was literally crying on the pages of my Bible. And I got to this verse and it said, Jesus saw her crying. He saw Mary crying, but I also want to remind you, he sees every tear you cry. He hears every single prayer that you pray and he wants to help. And he becomes sad that we're sad. He doesn't want us to be sad, but he also feels with us. So, so remember that the pain you're feeling, this isn't God just going, oh, well, I'm going to work it out in the end, so you're fine. Do you realize that Jesus might know that he's going to work it out in the end for you, but he will still be sad with you? He understands the pain. So bring it to him. Don't just push him away. Don't just stuff it. Bring the pain to him. The other quote that I have, it's by C.S. Lewis, and I really like this quote. It says, I thought I could describe a state, make a map of sorrow. Sorrow, however, turns out not to be a state, but a process. So often, we go through really hard seasons. We go through really painful times. And I just want to continually say, if you're going through depression, if you're struggling with mental health as a Christian, I don't ever want you to think that, oh no, I'm just a bad Christian, I just don't have enough faith, I'm just awful. I think there are people who will spin it that way. That is not at all the case. Um, I think that sometimes as Christians, we go through really hard states, and God wants to be our sustenance, and He wants us to be our strength. But it's not just this list. I think it's it's um, ignorant of, of us to just think that, okay, whenever I'm sad, I'm just going to do X, Y, and Z, and I'll be okay again. When I'm sad, it's just a checklist of things I'm going to have to do, and I should be happy. Sometimes happiness is not contingent on your circumstances. Sometimes sometimes it's weird because it's like, well, why am I sad? Well, sometimes it doesn't have to do with the circumstances you're in. I know and I have known of people who are sad, who are not feeling good, who are feeling alone and anxious, but they live great lives, and they feel like they can't talk to anybody about it because they, they live those great lives. And I just want to remind you, that it is okay to be sad even if you don't feel like that there is a reason for it. My tips for you, if you're sad, if you're feeling depressed in any sort of way, is one, find a way to be counseled. This doesn't necessarily mean therapy. This doesn't even mean paying for somebody um, to listen to your problems. It could literally be a friend that you say, I really need coffee. Vulnerability and sharing. I had a question, a DM from this girl. She said, "Do you like? I really hate talking to people. I keep my cards, cards close to my like chest. I don't want to tell anybody what I'm going through. Is it necessary for me to talk to somebody to get over all these deep-seated trauma issues? I think it is necessary. I think that there's something with carrying each other's burdens, and I've witnessed this in my own life. I remember this one thing." I tried to get over it, and it took me two years to get over it, and I didn't talk to anybody about it. And literally, like, two years of just this constant battle with my mind, and I constantly just could not, like, I was just, it, it was really hard, the situation I was dealing with, and I was just too, didn't want to talk to anybody about it. And then there was another thing, and almost that exact same thing happened to me again. But this time I chose to tell people about it. 
And the time, it, it, I want to say it took me like four months to get over it because I talked to people about it because I was able to see a perspective. I was able to gain hope. And there's something about telling somebody and being vulnerable, like choose the right person 100% for sure. You definitely need to choose the right person to be vulnerable with. But I would say get a mentor, get a Christian counselor, a pastor that you trust, somebody, and say, I need to talk to you about this. And even the therapy, I don't think therapy is wrong at all as a Christian. I think therapy is great. I'm a proponent. Um, What you don't deal with, the trauma scars, the pain, the sadness, like whatever it is, what you don't deal with, it's going to come back to bite you later. Like you're going to have to deal with it now or later. So why don't you go ahead and deal with it now? I also believe that if you continually have, I don't even know if y'all can hear this, but there's a siren in the background. Anyway, different sirens literally all day. I have no clue what's been going on today. If you're constantly having negative feelings and thoughts about yourself, that's going to sooner or later form your identity. It only takes a certain number of thoughts before that starts to form a belief in you. And if you're continually thinking, like, I hate myself, I'm ashamed of myself, like, oh my goodness, you're awful, and all this perfection, and you're continually overthinking, you have this, like, anxious mind, perfectionist, but also mixed with, like, low self-esteem eventually it's going to be really hard because it's going to be hard for you to accept God's grace for your everyday life because all you can think of how much of a loser you are. You're going to have trouble with life. And so I just want to encourage you, process your emotions with a person. I think that is such a key. Two, please buy a journal and write out your ugly thoughts and write out your pretty thoughts. Just write it out. Journaling has helped me so much through a tough season, okay? And then I would also say, take the time to process it. Like, don't be so busy that you're never processing it. I think sometimes it's good to cry. Crying is good. Crying is not a sign of weakness. Crying can be a sign of processing, and it's amazing. Take the time to process it. Some days you're going to find, especially if you're in this place of just, I'm just being persecuted for the sake of righteousness, or I'm just going through pain because of this or that, I just found out this grief. I just found out this news. There's going to maybe be a random day where you're just like, oh my goodness, I just don't have the drive to do anything. Do you know that you should have space in your life to be able to do that? You should have space in your life to say, you know what? I emotionally am not okay and I need to take the time for myself. If you are physically have a broken bone, you're going to put it in a cast so it can heal. You're going, you're not going to be able to go and play all of these sports and do everything why because it's sore because it's broken because it hasn't healed yet and the same thing with your heart when your heart is broken you need to take the time to heal it before you just go out and you're just like oh like there are going to be times when you might need to say yeah I'm sorry I can't do that well why not I just I can't do that today like I'm sorry I just have to say no and maybe that means going home And that means taking a nap or it means going home and it means just sitting with the Lord. It means journaling it out because you're taking the time to allow it to heal. I don't know how to describe this enough, but what I'm trying to say is healing is a slow process and grief is a slow process and it is a process. It's not just this list of steps. Sorrow can be a process. You're going to go through different stages of grief. You're going to go through different stages of sorrow. And I think the main point is process it and know that you're not alone know that you're not a trash christian because you go through hard seasons and decide like i'm gonna invite god into this i'm not gonna be angry at god because he's the one who's trying to help me right i'm gonna invite him into this and i'm gonna realize 
that, that this is the cause of a sin cursed world. Take that hatred onto sin and look at God and go, you're trying to help me and I want you to help me. Remember, you're not alone. Um, but also, if you find that being alone is unsafe for you because you're having all these thoughts because you're really sad because you're not doing well. I encourage you, find some time to be with some friends. Have some friends who will check up on you. Spend some time doing things that remind you of who you were, what you enjoyed when you were a little kid. Spend some time doing things that you're like, oh my goodness, like this gives me joy. This gives me hope. I think that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like Job went through suffering. Suffering wasn't the issue. Suffering was never the issue. God wasn't mad at Job for suffering. He was mad at Job's friends for telling Job, oh, if you're suffering, it must have been because you did something wrong. If you're doing this, it must have been God's bad because you did something wrong. And God's going, no, there are times in life where you're just going to suffer whenever it's things are not going to go your way. And it's not a direct result of what you did because we don't live on this karma world. Sometimes you have to eat a trash sandwich and I want you to come to me. Come to me, all you are heavy and laden, and you will find rest. That is a promise from God. He is a healer. That's part of his identity. Let him heal you. Let him heal the parts of you that you don't even want to confront. And I just, yeah, I think that 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 was, that's the main thing I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Is just let God heal you. Let him heal you. He wants to heal you. And it's okay if you're going through a really hard spot in life. You are not a freak. You are not weird in any way, shape, or form. You're human. And expecting yourself to just be able to be okay and never let any of the comments of people get to you, it's just crazy. It's, it's insane. The culture that we live in today, a lot of people say a lot of things about other people. And there are some times when, and let me just encourage you too, it is okay if the little things get to you. Like, process it, try to build up some tough skin, but at the same time, like, there's sometimes when someone will just say something and it was an offhanded comment and I didn't even expect for me to hurt me. And then three hours later, I realize like, I'm just sad and I just have to cry it out. Then after I cry, I feel much better. So like, even if it's a small thing, process it, take the time to process it, but don't dwell so much on your emotions that it just keeps feeding you, right? There is a time and a place to go, you know what, God, I worship you anyway. And I would, I would encourage you, pray to God, talk to him about it because you know the promises that he's given you and he wants to help you. So I hope that maybe helps you guys a little bit. Just remind you that God does see your pain. He has not forgotten you and that our world is a sin cursed, sick world. And we're going to have sadness sometimes and we're going to have pain, but God wants to get us through it. And that pain doesn't last forever. Sorrow comes in the night, but joy comes in the morning, baby. Like Sometimes, too, all you need is sleep. I'm not even going to lie. But we live on this earth now, and it's going to be hard, and it's going to be painful. But later on in life, we're going to get to experience eternity with our King, and that is what matters. Um, thank you guys so much for joining me with for this episode. I enjoyed it with you guys, and I cannot wait to see you. Next week, you guys, I have some guests planned, and uh, you don't even know. It's going to be so so freaking good. I have some really good guests lined up and I think you guys are just going to enjoy them literally so much. So anyway, if you're not following us, go ahead and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, we have the video on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, leave us a review. Also, 
Um, I've gotten feedback that people want an Apple podcast, so I'm going to work my best to put the podcast to make it available on Apple Podcasts. But please leave a review. That would totally help me. And please leave a comment on YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on TikTok. And I cannot wait to see you guys next week. God bless. So happy you joined the No Hater Stuff Podcast.